Welcome to Test Talk episode 267. Hello everyone. Hello. It's Brittany and I and we have a favorite guest over in the corner. Ooh, the official title. Yeah, say hello. Ooh, hi. I have actually been on every single episode just in the corner <laughs> waiting for my turn. Mm-hmm. He's over there on the mix board and we just, you know, every once in a while we throw a mic his way. Yeah, sometimes Those we Those weird sounds be. you hear, that, that's me. It's <laughs> not yeah. me. For people that may not recognize the voice, this is uh, Alex. He's been on. This is your third time, I think, being on. And yes. you have your own podcast, Time for Your Hobby. That's where we met. And I've been on a couple times. Brittany's been on it once. So we like having you on just to, you know, hear your thoughts on things. And Go not- check out his podcast. It's really fun. Yes. Actually, yeah, Cody, you've been on more than just twice. You've actually had your own little special episodes where you shared more of your hobby. Oh, yeah, because of the Patreon thing. Yep, yep. I've sent over a couple little snippets of little Mm. catch-ups. I've talked about vinyl a couple times and uh, D&D. So, yeah, I always like having an excuse to nerd out. Well, the door is still open for both of you. You can send in as many as you want. Brittany, you've been trying new stuff again, so you can start. <gasps> I've just been so lazy. I know, but you got your occasional three-day weekends now, so. I do. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I have a new work schedule where I work like eight, nine-hour shifts a pay period, and then I can have a day off. So every other is Friday that, she gets off. Is that a good thing yeah. or a bad thing? The way it's you say it, it sounds like it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> she opted okay. into it. Yeah, I chose it. I just... I'm not cut out for five days a week. So yeah, welcome, Alex. Glad to have you back on. We're going to talk about a TV show, The Boys. We're going to talk about a Netflix movie that we've been alluding to for like three weeks now, I think, at this point. Probably. And then, yeah, just catch up. Alex and I are playing chess remotely. So let's see who wins this round. But how have you been, Alex? I think it's been about 10 10 to 15 episodes since you were last yes yes and you guys are climbing up there you're what 164 now or not 164 264 267 now yeah wow we're, we're getting up there man that's, that's i still find it always ridiculous how crazy how many episodes you have and how you just keep on going yeah. so i gotta give you congrats like i'm trying to live up you're my inspiration i'm like i gotta uh, pass yeah. one day hopefully <laughs> yeah. i'm Set not even bar close <laughs> Episode 300 is going to be directed by Zack Snyder, and we're just going to be cosplaying as Spartans the whole episode. I was going to say, oh, I get it. Okay. I was going to interject and be like, but we're going to replace him with Joss Whedon halfway through. I mean, yeah. Keep it modern. that's really the quality mm-hmm. we're going for yes. here. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I've been good. Uh, just preparing for the baby, which he's going to be coming in less than three weeks. So got all my recordings in, I guess, and now I have enough to last me till December two thousand twenty one. Right, yeah. I was gonna ask, like, when's the when's the pool running out? His son's gonna be driving before he has to start recording. I know. Fuck. <laughs> no, my son's gonna be putting me in my retirement home. <laughs> yeah. <the> I'm done. <laughs> Your son's gonna be old enough to take over the mm-hmm. podcast when you're like when you need to record again. Yep. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering, are voices, like, can that be, not passed down, but is that, like, genetics, like, voices? I think so, because I sound pretty similar to my dad, right? No. Mm. I thought I did. You are both very, like, well, you're not (laughs) soft-spoken, but, like, you're both monotone, but you have very different, like, sounding voices to me. But I feel like when we get together and we're talking, we both just, like, devolve into just, like, this low-pitched mumble. The thing is, (laughs) I know, I I always have to preface it, because I want you to know, I do like your dad. I know, I get it. He just... (laughs) 
he talks like this no matter what he's talking about even if it's something he's excited about like iron man it's like oh i got a new iron man toy cody did you do you want to see it <laughs> and he's really excited and yeah. that's just the way he uh, is uh-huh. and it's really funny but like you actually like have like some inflection to your voice so like i don't think you guys sound alike at all yeah. and it's <laughs> you're both monotone my dad also loves to talk when we're watching something but he's also deaf and so the TV's oh, blaring. The TV is so loud. <laughs> but and he, he talks like this about whatever the fuck he wants to talk yeah. about. And I can never hear him. And then sometimes you guys turn over and like, right, Brittany? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, cause like, right, Brittany? He has the TV so loud, but he doesn't adjust his voice to no. match the volume. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I'm Brittany, you're just there like, yeah yeah i try yeah. to listen uh, and realize i can't hear so i just pull out my phone yeah. and then they try to talk to me and i'm like i i don't know what you guys are saying your dad is the youngest old man i have ever met he's great he's not even 50 no. and he is like oh, 80 wow. years old at heart yes he's great oh. well shout out to your dad yes shout dad. out dad did you ever have your dad on the podcast no never had i think i've like mentioned it once or twice and he never seemed too interested so i didn't really like harp on it but i was mm-hmm. gonna say i should have him on your podcast so we can talk about stocks Ooh. oh my god stock trading is that's that a, a hobby yeah that's yeah. not like his yeah. day job yeah then yeah that counts yeah yeah i'm just I'll saying down yeah i know uh, maybe i'll get some more emotions out of him maybe not we'll probably see. not no <laughs> i would say if i still lived in the city with him i could pro- i would probably try and suggest that but since i'd have to be like helping him remote and stuff and he doesn't have a mic mm-hmm. and everything it's like mm-hmm. maybe maybe when he visits i'll just like sit him down yeah be like here talk to this canadian guy for an hour <laughs> yeah. talk to this random stranger <laughs> like okay sure he probably would he'd probably say that okay sure <laughs> okay <laughs> but anyways i am i think if anything your uh son will just like pick up on how you talk and like mm-hmm. carry the same like patterns as you do yeah oh god i feel sorry for him <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say like the tone or intonation of a voice mm-hmm. is passed down but definitely like patterns of speech and yeah i know i know it's common in siblings sometimes yeah i think my sister and i we talked like we use the same phrases and stuff <clears throat> a lot when we were younger and stuff and we didn't really divert until she went into high school and she mm-hmm. started interacting with a lot more people her age and that's when she started mm-hmm. speaking a little differently than me mm-hmm. mm. like a person and not a robot yeah. wow. I, would... wow. I will say i'm kidding i'm kidding no no i'm oh my goodness are you playing among us right now are you kidding <laughs> yeah he's an imposter i would say uh if anything the podcast has helped me not be as monotone because mm-hmm. I want to not be my normal. That's the one difference I would say between recording Cody and not recording Cody. Is mm. I actively put effort in to try and have some inflection in my voice. Yeah. Whereas mm. normally, it's just mumble, mumble, mumble. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I love Brittany can attest to that. Yeah. But I love both of your voices. They're very soothing, very calm, and very welcoming. I have vocal fry, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that's appealing to people. Some people don't care. Some people don't even notice. I feel like we hijacked your ketchup, but yeah. anything else going on, Alex? Or is that... Uh, how's Canada? Because America's on fire. So how's Canada? Well, I heard... I'm up more on the East Coast, but I heard the West Coast of Canada is getting pretty bad with all the, the bad air from the fires. Um, yeah. Mm, up in the okay. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. 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 Uh, other than that... Uh, we might have an election in in the fall. 
I don't know. Yeah. What do you mean you might? Is it not when, like a clear-cut thing? Usually it's every four years, but sometimes if there's enough controversy and scandals, then, yeah, they can be pushed to, like, a push to have a new election. Huh. So, yeah. All right. That's When's the last Canada time? The it, last time was 2019. Oh, so wow. So that was the official one. Oh, wow. And then it, there could be one here if there's enough, like, push to do it. So, yeah, we might uh, have an election when you guys have an election. That'll be fantastic. That's yeah. what North America needs. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> other than That's that, great. Yeah, other than that, everything's fine. Just games, more games, editing. Yeah, Do you think you're going to have to put down the video games when Babby... Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but I I do want to introduce video games to my son yeah. later on. I do have a Nintendo 64, my original one, and I mm-hmm. do want to introduce that to him. Because I don't care if he breaks the controllers. They're over 20 years old. And, yeah. and it's just going to be something fun to do, father and son. Mm-hmm. And there, I saw this thing, I think it's called Kano, which is a type of computer kids can build and it teaches them mm. how to code. And you can be like code stuff into Minecraft. You can code a cat to do a jump or a meow. So it's kind of cool. And cool. so I feel like I'm gonna play with that more than he will. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cano computer. It's Cano K A N O computer kit. It's only 150 bucks. Oh, it's out of stock. Oh, <laughs> I guess because of the pandemic, everybody's getting it. Yeah, the computer kit is out of stock. I don't know if they have different <clears throat> things, but yeah, it looks It'll like come it's back in stock. It's fine. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Other than that, I am dandy. That's cool. Well, you talked about uh, Nintendo 64, and I'm mm. going to use that in segue because there's mm. a game. I think it just came out um, that I'm excited about. I don't know if I will pick it up. I'm sure, Brittany, you probably want it. I think you said you wanted it, and I have a feeling, Alex, you care about it. It's the Mario All-Stars mm. for mm-hmm. the Switch that just came out that has Mario 64, mm. Galaxy, and Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Do you have that, Alex? I don't have it, but I do want it. It is a little pricey, but I do want yeah. it. Yeah. I, I would want it for Sunshine and 64. I never played Galaxy, but I hear good things about it. I've only played 64 in that bundle. Same. So. Sunshine is such a great game. It's so yeah. joyful, and it's new mechanics. But yeah, and apparently they improved the graphics uh, for all three of them. They, there's like, uh, the vocal minority is has controversy about it because it's just... Mm-hmm not actually playing on the switch like they're all emulated and so people are annoyed that they didn't do like a full port to the switch it's just they're Mm. using emulation when they refuse to do that with other games like their online their back catalog of snes and nes is pretty sparse i guess people Mm -hmm. are like if you can do this for your big titles why can't you just emulate all the other ones so we can play the old games on the switch yeah Mm -hmm. and also heard there's a mario battle royale coming thing or where it's kind of remember that game hmm. tetris 99 on the switch yep. or so they're doing something like that and it's the original mario game or another version and you can like every time you kill uh, a turtle whatever a koopa i think a koopa or a mushroom yeah. guy it sends it over to somebody else interesting and it's free hmm. okay is it gonna be <laughs> is it mobile or is it on the switch on the switch interesting Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see um, IGN has a video about it. Oh, wow, that's weird. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you and like a million ghost Marios all on the yeah. same level. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. 
if it's free, I'm going to give it a try. Why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? That's for sure. But yeah, I I do want to get Super Mario 3D All Stars, but it's mm-hmm. it is pricey, sixty dollars. So I hope maybe um, this winter it'll go on sale. But if it doesn't, mm-hmm. I still might bite the bullet because yeah, I've never played Sunshine. I've never played Galaxy. So mm-hmm. if I was ever going to play them, this is like the bundle to do it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. For us in Canada, it's eighty dollars. Jeez, so so, rough. so even more pricey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like send me sixty dollars, and I'll just fucking buy it and ship it to you for free. Yeah. <laughs> we'll share the switch. <laughs> yeah, mm, no, but <laughs> <laughs> the video game share. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up, touch on that, and mm. then there's another video game that's been leaked. Years and years ago, but it's finally got the official trailer released. What game is that, Brittany? Um, a game that is surrounded by controversy, but I still want it. It's uh, Hogwarts what? Legacy. Oh. What's the controversy? Because J.K. Rowling's a turf. That's oh. the controversy, and everyone wants to know like how involved she is. Is that really an issue? It's in this an game? issue for people. I've seen a lot of people like trying to justify it. But it's really just, you know, she is who she is. Just it's still good content, so you might as well just suck it up and buy all buy the merch it. and buy the game. Yeah, no. When I, when you Google Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy, the top three articles are about like boycotting it and yeah. against J.K. People Rowling. People hate J.K. Rowling right now. Yeah. But I mean, I think if anything, this is the one time. Yeah, is it just called Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even like Harry Potter. It's like. Based on her I think it's lore before. and her yeah. history. I think it's before her. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I feel like, if anything, this is a good chance to show that people are interested in the world without necessarily having it be so tied to Harry Potter. Yeah. And maybe they can distance the wizarding just, world from J.K. There's just no way to. Eventually, you could. It's, there's even, like, on the Hogwarts Legacy page, like, a frequently asked questions, and one of them is, how involved was J.K. Rowling in the really? making of this game? And it's like, while we take inspiration from her wide, wondrous books, you know, she really didn't have much involvement. Um, we just had her blessing and the rights, obviously. Yeah, um, uh, I got it right here. Yeah. It's J.K. Rowling is not directly involved in the creation of the game. However, her extra, extraordinary body of writing is a foundation of all projects in the wizarding world. This is not a new story from J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. She's so controversial right now that yes. they needed to clarify it, which yeah. is good. But there are still people that are like, it's her intellectual property. I, mm-hmm. We have to boycott it, which I get it. I don't agree with J.K. Rowling's opinion. Mm-hmm. No. But... She's going to make money off this game no matter what. Oh, yeah, she's course, already yeah. made a billion dollars yeah. or what the fuck ever. Like, yeah. It's it's done. She's yeah. rich. I'm you sorry. can't help it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I want the game. Yeah, I was going to say. Like Harry, are you... I like Harry Potter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know when it was leaked, everyone lost their mind over it and yeah. was so excited. I am I am excited for it. So if it you, looks really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure I just we'll... watched the trailer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you, Brittany, you said it's Skyrim Harry Potter. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Because it's like yeah, it an does. open world RPG, but with magic. Mm-hmm. Well, like Skyrim has magic, but the magic in Skyrim sucks. Anyone that is offended by that, I'm sorry. I hate the <laughs> Elder Scrolls magic. It's always the most boring shit. I only use it. My la- my latest character was like one handed, and the other hand I was use healing spells, and that was really it. Right, but like 
the idea of a Skyrim with actually good magic, okay, mm-hmm. that does excite me. Yeah. I do like magic in general, mm-hmm. so. I'm curious how the gameplay is going to be with the spells, because do you just press a button to cast the spell? Like, that sounds boring, but would I don't you know how else be, they would do it. They could have, like, a quick time event type thing. I don't know what that means. Quick time event, so it's like you choose to cast a spell, <laughs> and then it's like you have to hit uh, buttons as they appear on the screen oh, in the correct that. order. That's stressful. Or like, I think mm. it'd be interesting if like you have to learn the spells a fucking student would, and then when you go into like a fight, like each bu- different buttons are different spells, and you can like in Zelda how you can change like which button does which action or which mm-hmm. item, change which spell is assigned to which one, and it's like you have to find the best combination of which spells will help you in a certain battle. I don't know. I'm gonna take what you said and change it a little bit okay (laughs) it's like so forget everything you said (laughs) (laughs) it's like let you finish i'm gonna let you finish but But you're wrong cody's got the (laughs) (laughs) so it's like uh take uh inspiration from zelda and it's more like the ocarina where it's like each spell has a different like key combination Mm -hmm. that you have to like do on your controller and that will cast the spell for you yeah i think it's just it makes me hesitant because I don't know if it's going to be a Kingdom Hearts style like battling where it's like mm. in the moment you just have to react or if it's going to be kind of turn-based where you do have to get pulled out of it, which I don't know which one I would prefer. I mm. don't think they're going turn-based. No. Well, not exactly turn-based, but like when you do a song on the ocarina, like it just kind of pauses everything around you. Right. And mm. is that what they're going to do to cast a spell? Like, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. I would like that really because I feel like it would just make battling feel very slow and boring it would make you realize you're playing a game yeah 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 i don't know what 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 would you want alex do you have any interest in harry potter what's your kind of feel well you know what i wouldn't mind a game style like um god of war where there's kind of like uh it is free flow but then you always have those little cutscenes where there are you have to press a button by a certain time just for the cinematic because i always enjoyed the god of war the mm-hmm. way that they kill, but I'm not. I'm sure Hogwarts will not have those kind of brutal kills. No, probably not. <laughs> I would love if they went that dark. That'd oh be fun. Oh my goodness! Yeah, switching it up. Yeah, because I don't think it's rated M, is it? No. I'm watching the trailer no. now to try and catch a glimpse, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like in the trailer, at least from what I remember, that there was any kind of gameplay. Yeah, it's all like cinematic-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it looks like cinematics, but like in-game. Mm-hmm. engine stuff yeah or like it doesn't look too polished mm-hmm. um but nothing that really clued me into how the gameplay is gonna be yeah i mean if anything yeah. there's a i think it might seem odd at first but they could take a lot of inspiration with like star wars games mm-hmm. because star wars games like they use the force heavily and that's magic essentially yeah and i feel like they do there's a uh two games that came out a while ago the force unleashed which it was all very heavily focused on using your force powers. And I think they were able to make it fluid enough to where like it wasn't like cumbersome, but at the same time, like it felt natural to mm-hmm. use these abilities and like a look natural. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, I think they'll figure it out and they have a way to yeah. make I it have work. faith in mm-hmm. this random Warner brothers, new game video game developing subsidiary or yeah i was gonna say fuck. like it's, it's not really key games they don't who are who the fuck are they they've i'm sure <laughs> they've been an offshoot of warner brothers and they have a very long history of making games yeah so mm-hmm. i i have faith in mm-hmm. their from a base level like yes. they know how to make a 
okay game. Okay. It's interesting how they went from, what was it, the last Harry Potter game? Was like on the Game Boy or something like that? To this or the GameCube? Yeah, I mean, I want to say it was like, was it episode five, Order of the Phoenix? Yeah. The only game I remember is Sorcerer's Stone on the PlayStation, and it was so terrible looking. (laughs) (laughs) But it was Harry Uh, Potter. It was Harry Potter, but they all looked like triangular Minecraft. Yep. Hagrid looked like a fucking blob of, I don't know. It was just one giant shape. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. They had uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2. So they had a video game for everything. EA made all of them. Oh, EA really? And Warner Brothers. Yeah. They were all like third-person shooter type games. They were not rated very Hagrid highly. from the first game. Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows that Hagrid image. Yeah. <laughs> You're a hairy wizard. oh god anyway i am excited Mm. guiltily but i don't give a fuck it's fine (laughs) you're gonna play it i'm gonna (laughs) spoilers yeah take my money (laughs) i also appreciate there's enough variety in the source material for the things that you'll be able to do that it's not just gonna be about casting spells you're gonna probably have Mm -hmm. to go and make potions tame animals and beasts and fucking do some homework do some homework go to school (laughs) study occlumency or whatever the mind shield thing that harry had to learn occlumency yeah Yeah. i don't know that was like (laughs) extracurriculars that dumbledore made him take Mm -hmm. that wasn't in the regular course catalog yeah i wanted to let you keep going about (laughs) (laughs) don't because i would go on for hours and it wouldn't be funny uh okay so that's it for video games we can wrap that up yeah. nicely <laughs> yeah do we want to talk about the tv or the movie first um hmm. it's up to you i'm i'm good for either one okay let's talk about the tv first mm. we're gonna talk about the boys season two episode five yes. just came out uh bu- 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 alex mm-hmm. what uh what's your how do you like the boys i don't know if we've ever I, I had you talk the about boys them. okay i love the boys yeah. It's kind of like, because, um, you know, there was a, there's a Netflix one called The Academy. So it's like, oh, cool. One is The Academy, more mystery. And Umbrella Academy? Like, Umbrella Academy, that's it. Okay. And then the boys oh. is more like, what could technically actually happen if there are real superheroes? There's, they're not mm-hmm. always goody two-shoes. It's not everybody that's Superman. And what's it? Uh, Homelander is kind of like the image of Superman, mm-hmm. but he's actually pretty corrupted. Now, I don't know if we're talking spoilers here or anything like yes. that. Are, spoilers, Absolutely. yes or no? Yep. Yes? Okay. Uh, the end of episode five, I'm like, oh, god damn. Okay. <laughs> so my question to that one was, who is going to be the more dominant one? Do you think it's Stormfront or Homelander? I was going to say, I was gonna say in, the, in the relationship, like who is the more controlling one? Uh, Homelander is not in the best mental headspace right now, and Stormfront mm-hmm. is already manipulating that, and she's going to continue. I think... Mm-hmm. At this point, Homelander is just her little, like, pet. Yeah, he's letting mm-hmm. his emotions get the best of him. And mm-hmm. she's going to, you know, let him think for a minute that, you know, she's helping him. And, and he's going to be strong again. And he's big boss boy Homelander. She's just big braining mm-hmm. him right now. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. fine. She's, she's being way too neck. sus. She's too, super sus. And she's also racist, right? If I oh, my God. Racist. <laughs> I fucking... Okay. I'm oh. like, okay. And she's also old too right she knows how she's to she's gotta be like 
I don't even know. Because she's Liberty. Yes. Yeah. And she was big in the 70s, which yeah. would be 40 years. Well, it was like late 70s. So 40 and years. She, 40 to 50 years ago. Right. And she was already she, an adult by then. Mm-hmm. And she's just as strong as Homelander or what? Because she can take his lasers. Laser her tits, baby. Yeah. Laser my fucking <laughs> tits. Did I tell you to stop? <laughs> Keep going. God. I in That I, just it, makes me think she's immortal. Like it, tangent. Yeah. It's like that's such a weird thing, I think, for Homelander, because he was always like obsessed with Madeline's breasts because mm-hmm. of the milk and stuff. And it's like yeah. now he can laser mix, breasts. Like, yeah, exactly. He can like <laughs> use his powers and like destroy like boobies and he's like oh boy this is great <laughs> i love that he could use his powers to destroy boobies <laughs> that's probably how he thinks because he's a fucked up like child man yeah yeah and then you also have um what's the what's the fish guy's name um the, the deep. deep the deep <laughs> now he got married he's in a cult he's underwater tom cruise he's in scientology that's what he's yes. in and he's he married to katie holmes yes yes it's, that's exactly it and do you I'm think... just go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say I'm just glad we had that Mave scene with him, mm-hmm. where it's like clearly everyone else knows. Like this is retarded. Like yeah. please <laughs> do something else with your life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna buy your stupid and book. He, it was really cute mm-hmm. when he was like, "Do you think I'm a piece of shit?" And she's like, "Oh fuck yeah." <laughs> he just looks so sad, <laughs> but he's also a piece of shit. But um, he he's is, doing yeah. such a good job as an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah, it was just got... so ruthless to him, and he completely deserves it. Yes, he does, but he's such like a fucking asshole puppy dog about it. Yep, I. But you know what? I think him and uh, who the fast guy. I forget his name. A train, uh, A train, a deep and A train are end up, are going to end up being good guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think honestly think that they're gonna go up against Homelander. Yes, and they Stormfront. Both... Yeah, yep. I was saying last episode that I think it was going to be Stormfront and Allies versus Homelander, but mm-hmm. now I think it's Maeve and Allies versus Homelander and Stormfront. Yeah, I just storefront. Storefront. <laughs> storefront. <laughs> Did you see that? On her uh, cup, smoothie. she was drinking like a smoothie, and it like angled away so you could see her name like they write on Starbucks cups, and it said Storefront. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The props uh, are so good. Now, what do you think Black Noir sits in all this? He, I, I think he's a third party. I think... He's just Edgar's, neutral? like, puppet. Yeah. I think he's I, just neutral. Yeah, it's... I don't... I think he's just, like... He's not even aware of the issues going on within the Seven. Like, he's mm-hmm. just so far removed from it. He's focused on something else. People in the red discussion thread think that he is actually like a little more sentient and does have a plan because mm-hmm. he's the only super that we saw visibly upset by the release about compound V. Mm-hmm. Like there was a scene of him crying in a hallway. Mm-hmm. And so people think that that is his story. We don't know where it's going, but like he is trying to get to the bottom of compound V mm-hmm. and just being mm-hmm. very, very sneaky about it. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to go against Homelander? I th- if Edgar tells him to, yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think that is what it'll come down to. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, there was a funny meme when there was a video of Homelander landing and, like, killing that terrorist. And he, like, did the, ooh, oh, so, so scared. <laughs> and then there was a meme that was, like, Edgar whenever Homelander's upset. And it was Homelander, like, ooh, I'm so scared. Mm-hmm. I just oh. don't think Gus Fring is afraid of him at all. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's been in uh, Breaking Bad. Nothing scares him. 
Nothing. <laughs> and Mandalorian, I think, where he's the main villain. Yep. He's a pretty Such... damn good villain. And he's also mm-hmm. the face in Far Cry 6. Like, he's the yes. main villain in Far Cry 6. Oh, my God. Yes. And people thought that Nacho was like the... There's like a boy mm-hmm. in front of mm-hmm. Gus Fring in Far Cry 6. And people thought that Nacho was him. Oh because Nacho mm-hmm. was in Far Cry 3. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so weird to see actors in video games as their mm-hmm. faces mm-hmm. like fucking there was kit harrington in a call of duty game oh that's weird while back yeah he was I like just, hmm. norman reedus was the face for death stranding yeah mm-hmm. it's weird mm-hmm. it gets really uncanny valley for me yeah but it's cool yeah we're, we're cameos, at that point <laughs> and uh what was i gonna say as well for uh, the boys uh i also think uh somebody was it no i was gonna say somebody do you think uh Starlight's gonna die. I hope not. Um, I I don't think so. It might happen, but I mm. I think that we're still because there's only three episodes left mm-hmm. of the season, mm-hmm. and I feel like Starlight hasn't done enough this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she still has a couple more big moments in her mm-hmm. life. I think my biggest concern with Starlight is the writers at least keep putting her in these situations that are very sloppy of her. Yes. And mm. if they keep doing it and she does make it out of live, it's a little unbelievable. So I really right. hope they cut back on her yeah. getting caught in bad situations and being too obvious about things. Right. Or else like she has to die or else it's just unbelievable that she's getting away with this shit. Right. Like Storm- unless Stormfront mm-hmm. is like, I really need her alive to help me take down Homelander, but she doesn't seem no, to be No, I don't think so. Egging that on right now. So I'm like, she's gonna fucking die. Yeah. Uh, I but think- you know what? I think I think that um what's the girl? Himiko or no, um Yeah, Kimiko. Kimiko. Kimiko is gonna kill Stormfront. That I can see. I hope that it's not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I could but see Kimi- that happening, yeah. But Kimiko is also, she can regenerate her injuries as well. Yes. Yeah, she's essentially like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I've gathered. But what if Stormfront just like snaps her neck? She could. Could she, could she regenerate her spell That's what I want to know. Like, can she come back to life if someone kills her? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I, think, I, think- I figure she has the same kind of powers as her brother did, and we all saw mm-hmm. what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what I, mean, I did notice is that um, the French guy, Frenchie, mm-hmm. actually in this latest episode, um, kind of put a sense of uh, not empathy, but realization, oh, that other people care for her. Mm-hmm. When he said, I'm done with you, and he walks away. I think he's just realizing, like, he can't protect her. He can't be the savior. He needs to, mm-hmm. she's going to make her choices, and he mm-hmm. literally can't stop her. Mm-hmm. And so he's mm-hmm. just like... Mm-hmm putting himself in like stressful situations over it and so mm-hmm. he's just like i needed to step away you'll figure it out mm-hmm. and then she's definitely going to turn around if it's predictable enough she's going to turn around and help out i eventually yeah when it matters kimiko is she's a boy yeah she's a boy. <laughs> she's the boys yeah she's, she's the part boys. of it she's part of the boys yeah. <laughs> and what about the main character what's his name again um, huey huey what do you think he's gonna do I think, well, my He's big question... He's just going to keep watching Billy Joel music videos. <laughs> That's it. Alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to know if Butcher is back with the boys, like... I think that's what they were like hinting at. That he's getting his act together. Yes. And I think that Huey now realizes he needs to be the Lenny to Billy. 
mm-hmm. he needs mm-hmm. to be the little brother like just embrace that fully mm-hmm. and that is what will keep the yeah. butcher in check yeah because i think mm-hmm. huey was too not he wasn't going to but he was more tempted to give up on him than he should have been and yeah. he needs to be like his voice of reason and kind of yes. just even if butcher wants to fucking kill him like no you need to mm-hmm. listen to me yeah he needs to stand up against butcher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or else and he's, he's starting to get a little get bit fights. of a bigger spine and yeah. i like yeah. the part is like i'm just gonna go through he's like well you gotta go through me and the other guy from behind is like yeah mm-hmm. you well, can't get through me good luck, good luck for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly i love and, mother's milk i don't know what it is but this season he's just been like the best character mm-hmm. and when yeah. they threw when he got hit by black noir i was like of course yeah of course but mm-hmm. he's fine yeah it's i was so upset i was yeah. like they've been giving him so much screen time and so much like so many good scenes. A show and called then Eat Black My Dick. Dies. <laughs> I love that. We're watching a show called Eat My Dick. I don't know anything about this show, but apparently it was Outlander, mm-hmm. which I think is just some kind of like fantasy show, which is funny. But I've never seen it. Yeah. And we also it's... forgot to mention the Wonder Woman uh, character. What Maeve. she's going to do. May. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's her name. God. Okay. You mm-hmm. were speaking about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You think she's going to go against everybody as well, right? She's going to become a good guy? Yeah, I, I mean, good guy. I don't know, but she's, she's anti Homelander. Yeah, she's yeah trying to stop Homelander because the most dramatic scene of this entire show we saw where Homelander mowed down hundreds of people and like yes, and then you realize yeah. that the scene. But like when we were watching it, both Brittany and I were like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. It was terrifying <laughs> to watch. And yeah, yeah, he just did it so effortlessly. and Yeah, and it's like, you can't stop that. Mm-hmm. But that's foreshadowing. He just imagined that, and I'm he's sure he's going to do something it. stupid like that later on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he is... To me, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Homelander mm-hmm. is gone, and this is the season he dies, because he is completely unhinged. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's his son that's going to kill him? Because his son currently hates him. I don't know if we're going to see Becca and the son again. I think mm-hmm. that they're going to stay isolated because Becca doesn't want the son to be a super. Mm-hmm. She wants mm-hmm. him to be a normal kid mm-hmm. and she's not going to let him go out and be mm-hmm. Homelander too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And just Homelander throwing his son off the roof. God, <laughs> Don't do that with your kid. No, I'm not going to do that with my kid. I can guarantee okay. you. <laughs> I think it's a bad choice. <laughs> not good parenting. I think, um, uh, was his Gus, the guy who plays uh, the head of the whole organization? He's got some deep Stan secrets. Pro- Stan Edgar, I think he has some either even stronger supers waiting or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if I he mean, pulled Stormfront out. Yeah. Liberty. Yeah. He's, I'm sure he, there are dozens and dozens of heroes just waiting in the wings to take over mm-hmm. in the seven. Yeah. And Terrifying. <laughs> I So far, this season has not let me down once. I am. No definitely enjoying it i'm enjoying to see where it's going i think a lot of shows can sometimes find season twos to be more like exposition heavy and just Mm kind of like middle ground but i think this Mm -hmm. season has definitely done good with keeping Mm -hmm. up the pace and introducing new things yeah it really makes the story go along and it actually develops a lot it does give a lot of detail to every single character yes it really goes in depth because the first one was kind of like a little bit like black noir you just didn't know too much about him he's the perfect or... person i love black noir it's my favorite mm-hmm. i like in it was in season two he's like yeah we're very diverse we have uh, <laughs> so 
We have uh, A Train. We have Black, Black Noir. Noir. Well, actually, we don't know what Black. He Noir doesn't really identify as anything. And we have. And then he outed Maeve. <laughs> yeah. Fucking asshole. Girls get it on. <laughs> girls get it done. <laughs> yeah, girls get God. it done. There were so many great jabs at like Marvel and DC yeah, in like, this episode. Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Just the fucking, like, pandering to females mm-hmm. bullshit that Marvel does, which, fine, I get it. And then the fucking Joss Whedon joke. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. And it's like... Oh, my God. It's great. Yeah. It's just cool Easter eggs if you watch other things. Mm-hmm. Like, you get that mm-hmm. from this show, which mm-hmm. is nice. Any other thoughts on the episode? Or are we good to move on? I'm good. I am good. I, so I liked fun. it. I'm actually pumped up for the next one. Yeah. How did it end? It ended off by them having adult <clears throat> the greatest sex scene. Just, <laughs> it was so jarring just to watch the whole thing, it was funny. and then with Dream On playing the whole time. Dream like, on. this is weird. It was it was surreal. I to think, me, yes. It, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. It was just a funny scene. Like, I didn't find it romantic or, like, hot no. or anything. I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's the point. Like, yeah. they didn't do some, like, sexy song or some romantic song. It's just like, we're going to play Aerosmith because that's hilarious. Okay. I just, I just felt uncomfortable when she shoved his head onto her vagina. I was like, isn't yeah. that going to hurt? Yeah, I, I yes, she likes that. Season one. Season one, they did something like that where the girl was on top and she just squishes the guy's head. I was just picturing that for Stormfront. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah. This fucking show. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I don't want Homelander to die because the actor just, the actor just makes me so happy to watch just the little mannerisms. Like, oh, God. You want her to live. Because you love the actor. He's so funny. But as a character, like, you want to They don't have food, but they have a fucking cell phone. <laughs> Fuck, Homelander. <laughs> yeah, he's getting more and more disconnected with uh, society and reality. Yeah. He, it's really I think it's like, just showing like, more. Mm-hmm. He's really living in like the 1950s <clears throat> ideal. Like this, He's really trying to portray mm-hmm. the Superman. Mm-hmm. Like the good guy he's supposed to be, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> We will continue that next week. Mm. But for now, boy, do we got a topic. We all watched uh, Charlie Kaufman's new Netflix movie, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, based on, I think it's based on a book by the same name. Yes, it is. By Ian Reid. Canadian. Really? What what happens up there? Why why do people write this? (laughs) We got nothing better to do, I guess. We just I want to mess with people's minds. The book is probably less weird than this movie. No, it's uh, people were saying that it's just not as like spread out. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. dinner scene and stuff, it's not as overtly like weird and yeah. uncomfortable. But like by the school and by the end of the book, it just it's fucking mm-hmm. everything's going on. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, spoilers for this movie book. Uh, people said that just the end of the book just goes like fucking buck wild. And also, apparently, in the book, they don't mention the main character's name at all. Yeah, I believe that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I think they just did it for the movie just to make it easier because you already had the young woman. Her name was changing constantly. So I feel like if you didn't have uh, Jake 
have his name that it would just get confusing but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm sure that would have worked because mm-hmm. it was already so goddamn confusing yep can i just say that just like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... what helped after the movie is over and we were able to digest it and talk about it a little we read some comments on it it's like okay we got the movie yeah but it's just when you're watching it it's just like an assault on your brain yeah <laughs> yeah i just i was so confused and even after i'm like what did I just watch? I can't. I, I, at this point, I don't even remember what happens at the end. What was the ending? I he the ending got was, the Nobel Prize for something, right. and then sang a song from Oklahoma. Yes, and then it alone ended. in a room or something. I can't remember the, the lonely room. I think I yeah. I watched uh, like uh, someone from like an actual Oklahoma play sing the song because mm-hmm. like I like the song I like Jesse Plemons singing it I was like was oh, it actually him singing I don't know but whatever that scene was I just enjoyed that song I was like nervous about that scene because I know you don't love when like musical things happen or like they break out into dance scenes in movies so I was like oh this is probably where Cody hates the movie no I think it fit because we had the mm-hmm. huge like ballet scene just before it and stuff mm-hmm. and like he was very much into musicals and things yeah. and it Knowing that that is the final scene of the movie, I think it fit well. Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm. it, it was a good song. I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. <sighs> what a movie. We, um, Brittany and I both agreed that this felt like two movies, more mm-hmm. so like a play where it's like you have the two car scenes, which are kind of like either the prologue or the interlude. Then you have the dinner mm-hmm. scene and then you have the school and like yeah, dinner and school are like two separate movies. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I, I could be wrong, but the janitor had a whole, like, thing to it. Apparently, it was somebody who was trying to aspire to be something and then realized he failed their dreams or something like that. Well, the janitor was Jake. Was it? Okay. I was, yeah. I was so <laughs> confused. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. my interpretation, what I think is the point of the movie based on comments I've read is the janitor is Jake and Mm -hmm. everything that happens of the younger Jake is just kind of this fantasy that runs through his head of what his life could have been like if he got the number, he got her number or he reached Mm. out and tried to be a more social person, but Mm -hmm. he ended up just a lonely janitor who's sad and got dementia. And that's why the name kept changing. And that's why every little detail kept changing and his memories of his parents kept switching between them being older and younger and he couldn't remember what his dog looked like because his dog died when he was so young that's why the dog was always shaking i think Mm. it was less so more like less so the dementia why things were changing and more so just he's had this fantasy going on so long Mm -hmm. like he doesn't really he can't keep it straight he can't keep it straight and that's why her career Mm -hmm. kept changing Mm -hmm. and like the stories who was correct kept changing and things like that like we and, like, saw the, the dumpster with... older and younger exactly yeah. because like it all just kind of like went in his head like mm-hmm. it just kept going back and forth and like mm-hmm. he couldn't pick when she actually met his parents and things like that mm-hmm. so um, so now i'm confused were you watching this from her point of view or his it's point all of view? in his head so it's her so, point of view but, but it's his, his subconscious yeah huh because the her the phrase she keeps thinking i'm thinking of ending things it's him thinking about committing suicide mm. and that's why every time she like thinks about it and stuff he interrupts her with like some yeah. benign yeah, like, comment or whatever mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, oh, he keeps on saying, oh, did you say something when she didn't say anything? And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. he knows he can communicate with her or yeah. he can hear her. Or At her the beginning, huh. every time he kept interrupting her thoughts, I was like, can he read her mind? Oh, my God, he's going to murder her. And that's what I thought the movie was going to do. No, not even close. You wish it was that simple. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I just remember that actor from Breaking Bad and that yep. other movie, Game Night. And I'm like, okay. He's got oh, this yeah. Mitter-esque kind of style to him. <laughs> yeah, because he was Jesse Plemons. He was also in El Camino, the like Breaking mm-hmm. Bad post movie, and he was in Black Mirror. Yes. Uh, SS. Yes. SS. Star Trek. Right. Yeah, the Star Trek kind of one. Yes, yeah. where he was also a creepy fuck. Yeah, he's really <laughs> yep. good at it. God, it's <laughs> I don't know. To me, like he was, he wasn't creepy in this one. It was just sad. Yes. By the end of it, it was sad. Yeah. When you realize, mm-hmm. you know, this girl isn't really here. He didn't do anything to this girl. He's just a sad, lonely guy. Mm-hmm. And that's why the girls at the um, ice cream parlor were making fun of him? Or... I want to say I... that they were probably, like, <laughs> classmates when he was in high yeah, school. Like yeah, like manifestations of the pretty because girls the that were mean dread... to him as a kid. Yeah. Right. Because the way they dressed seemed very... 80s or 70s kind right. of style. And I think yeah. it worked because, like, maybe that's just the style of mm-hmm. the ice cream place. And I'm sure it was, mm-hmm. it's just that ice cream place doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it used to exist when he was a kid, and now it yeah. doesn't. Mm-hmm. Man. It's, okay, question to you. Does this movie deserve a rewatch? I would probably watch it again on a different mm-hmm. day when I have two and a half hours to kill. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd rewatch it, but I am interested in reading the book now. I bought the book. Are you going to read it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I'll I, fucking read it. <laughs> I want to read it. It was 10 bucks, I, so I bought it. There you go. And Are you, you got to tell us, you got to share us, uh, share with us afterwards, say if it's similar or it's even more confusing than the movie. I've heard that it makes more sense yes. reading the book. And I've heard a couple people say that they read the book in one sitting because it just draws you into this weird fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a movie. It, it was it was a movie it was it wasn't as creepy or i mean it wasn't as it was like, horrific as i was yeah expecting. they marketed it yeah. and like, it like listed it movie? as a horror movie it wasn't scary it was just weird it could it be a horror movie because it's like you're facing this man's like death and his concept just, of like his parents growing old and dying so it's I like i wouldn't call it a horror i would call it maybe like a at most a thriller but it wasn't even like suspenseful it was just creepy but it's just horror of like what you think about because Mm -hmm. of this movie and like it really makes you confront this idea of death and time and rot Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. you can't escape it yeah the wind passes through you yeah god i just think the entire dinner sequence with the parents was so well done so well shot Mm. Like, I couldn't keep it straight. And you, like, that's when we started noticing all the weird things. Like, the candles mm-hmm. kept changing their positions. Oh, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept getting older and younger, obviously, at the table. The band-aid, the band-aid kept the switching table? sides. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you guys really watched for details. Wow, yeah. I didn't yeah. notice as we, any of that. As soon as we noticed, like, I think it's, I noticed that dad was suddenly younger before the dinner scene. I think that's when we started, yeah. like, looking for specifics. When he first came down the stairs, he had gray hair. Right. And then when it, immediately dinner was ready, he had, like, brown hair again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then 
Tony Collette definitely got older. Yeah, she the started the dinner fairly young, and then when she, I think, went to go get something and she came back, she was suddenly a lot older with a yeah. lot longer hair. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then Jesse Buckley's character, the main woman, um, she kept changing, like, her outfit kept slightly changing, like, in one scene she'd have pearls, mm-hmm. her what? sweater kept changing colors, yep. and sometimes she wouldn't have a sweater. She had lipstick on at one point, her yeah. hair was oh down, her goodness. hair was back up. Yeah. I did not so notice any. So you should of those. definitely watch. You should this definitely again. <laughs> rewatch it and just like try to look for those little differences. Yes, I would say maybe not the whole movie, but definitely the dinner scene. That's where it's like very much in your face of mm-hmm. like this is not a normal place. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you guys are like, how, did you like go in? Like, how did you find out? Like. All right, there's a lot of small details that I had to notice. She, Brittany, didn't watch the trailer or anything. I yeah. watched the trailer and f- fuck, that didn't say anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I went into the movie going like, I'm I not going to get knew it. This is a Charlie Kaufman movie. It's going to be weird. And I think the first thing that I noticed was just, uh, I think David Thewlis's character his hair color kept changing and I was like, there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. And then you noticed the candle. So I was like, I was looking for everything at that point. Yeah. Cause it's like, like, it's not continuity issues. He wouldn't do that. Right. Cause it was like shortly, like after one or two sentences, it's like it switched to the candles and all of a sudden they were almost burnt out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they just sat down at the <laughs> table. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. So it was one of those fast melting candles. Yeah. 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 But then the like, store. A scene or two or a couple sentences later, it's like all of a sudden the candles are at half height again. Yeah. So it's like, what? Nothing's real. It's one of those re- rejuvenating candles. Yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. the $2 store. Yeah, that company went out of business. Who, mm-hmm. who could figure out why? <laughs> yeah. They come to your house and actually just add more wax as the candle burns yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and there was another thing. I realized that well after the movie, we were outside with Chloe, but early on there's a part when they're driving to the dinner and there's a scene like a little scene where uh jesse buckley the woman is staring at uh jake at his mouth and it looks like he has like spit i thought it was like toothpaste or right like he has something on the corner of his mouth and she's just like fixated on it and the camera is just like right there and then he wipes it away and i realized i was like fuck that was ice cream (laughs) because he messed up what drive he was on Mm -hmm. in his head and he thought he had ice cream with him but he didn't Mm -hmm. god damn yeah yeah. They did that. They played it off so well because you think it's just she's starting to notice all these little things about him right. that she doesn't like. Like, like she's just picking him apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. That's just. What did you guys think of? Uh, they went by a house where it was kind of like, swing set. Yeah. What I haven't figured that out. I think that was just <laughs> his subconscious like messing up or something and like. Maybe like that swing set was at his parents' house when he was a kid. It was at his parents because we saw it with the janitor. Like okay. early on in the movie and stuff, like we saw the janitor like doing dishes or something. And he looked yeah. out the window. That swing set was there. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's just his subconscious misplaced the swing set. Yeah. So like it's something you probably had as a kid and then. Yes. Okay. Like he, st- he still had it. Like it was still yeah. there as a janitor and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. He mm-hmm. just, he put it in the wrong place in his head. And yeah. she, she noticed it because she knew that wasn't where it was supposed to be. Yeah. But she yeah. noticed it because he noticed it, but he didn't notice it. So his subconscious noticed it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Think about oh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's, that is hella confusing. Oh, my God. 
And I know we've talked about her a little bit. Jesse Buckley just did such a great job because she mm-hmm. essentially had to play like a variable of characters mm-hmm. in one movie. Yeah. She mm-hmm. had to be like, what the fuck is going on? And then she was also like just a part of the madness. And mm-hmm. then she yeah. was just some random person that couldn't even describe him. Right. Fuck. Yeah. I, I thought that during the dinner scene when we were watching it, it's like the house like made them take on traits of each other because I felt like she was acting mm-hmm. very much like Tony Collette, like with her laughter and like yeah. going manic and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, is she like turning into his mom? Like, Before is she I his mom? I was sure what like the Twist. point was. I thought it was going to be that Tony Collette and David Thewlis were the older versions. Yes, of that's what I was starting to think. Jesse mm. Clemens and Jesse yep. Buckley, and they were just having dinner with themselves. Right. So I think, intentional or not, I think she just did a very good job of acting out these, mm-hmm. like the movie. <laughs> what was the the movie that she ranted about? The mind of a. Oh, um, mm. oh, I can't remember. Yeah, but like Mabel, the schizophrenic character, like I felt like that was her. That was Jesse Buckley. She was forced to play so many mm-hmm. different characters. It, okay, so after saying all that, I'm <laughs> going to have to rewatch it. <laughs> well, just to notice those little differences you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to yeah. catch them yeah. when you do. Because there were the was... obvious ones, like the picture mm-hmm. of her as a kid turned into him as a kid mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. those ones were a little obvious but little little things yeah yeah at that point where she's like hey wait that's me i'm like oh did they drug her did they kidnap mm-hmm. her or she mm-hmm. adopted was she actually part of the family at one point right yeah i was like is this resident evil 7 what the fuck's yeah. going on <laughs> i want to know what was up that basement door why they it never scratches oh, yeah it? from the dog no but it was seven really foot up. tall dog yeah. i don't know i wish they explained some of that more but i think maybe there was probably some like abuse in his childhood think... that was very unsaid yes well i'm also thinking maybe he did something to his parents because he was never really comfortable with his like mother just sharing stuff he's like very aggressive towards her he was definitely more hostile i think to his dad yeah Yep, and people theorize that maybe there was some abuse mm-hmm. from his dad, or maybe um, there was actually some like hints towards homosexuality on Jake's part, and like mm-hmm. repressed mm-hmm. it because of his dad, mm-hmm. and so like there's resentment towards his parents mm-hmm. over it. So yeah. yeah, because of that whole scene where the dad doesn't want to really understand anything, he's like, "Well, art needs people to show emotion." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like that was Jake's painting and stuff, and his yeah. dad yeah. didn't get it, so yeah. It's just, yeah. No, there is very much to unpack. Now, I was reading the article and was saying that uh, he didn't, the actual director did not want to do an M. Night Shyamalan style of movie. I think he successfully did that because it's like, mm-hmm. it was kind of a twist, but kind of not. Because if you know what's happening, like, if you know, on a rewatch like you're gonna know what's going on you're gonna mm-hmm. know the plot of this movie and so i think that lends itself to not being like a twist or not being an m like Shyamalan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys feel the same yeah it didn't really feel like there was like a giant plot twist at the end saying i see yeah. dead people kind of style right no it wasn't that kind of i see dead people reveal mm-hmm. it was just it's gonna sound really like pretentious but it was more poetic i think mm-hmm. i know I know. I just I didn't really fully get the point until the whole dance sequence 
And then I was like, okay. Right. Yeah, who, right, yeah for the dance sequence, it was two other uh, actors, right? Yep. Yeah, it was like two professional dancers. So who dancers. were they supposed to be? Was that was supposed them. To be them. That was. It so, was them. Okay. Okay, so it was Jesse Buckley is the girl, obviously, and then the yeah. guy was the Jake that could have been. Yes, the if, idealized Jake. If he had only just come out of his shell and not been so right. socially awkward into himself, and so that's why mm. halfway through the janitor like attacks him and like, no, this is who mm. you are. You are the lonely old janitor and that's what you're always going to be and he kills in a more meta sense that dance sequence is the ending of the book because in the book Mm. the janitor chases the young woman and jake in the school and murders them and Mm -hmm. that's like the uh symbol for him committing suicide as he is letting go murdering his fantasy Mm -hmm. gotcha huh It's just a very good little microcosm of pop culture in this movie. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Oklahoma and the musical and stuff, that was nowhere in the book. Yeah, that, that was, was all Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman. Mm-hmm. And do you think it fit in perfectly? Or I think it added, I think it added some depth yeah. to the character. And like I said, I liked that song at the end, which mm-hmm. surprised me. Like, I felt like it was a very. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. So That's we're going to watch Oklahoma is what I'm hearing. No, because the YouTube video I watched, it's like it was, they sung it a, a lot, not a lot quicker, but quicker. Mm-hmm. Where I think in this movie, it was a lot more brooding and mm-hmm. depressed, it which poignant. it fit a lot better. Whereas yeah. in the play, it's just kind of like, bop, 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 got to get on with the scene. Yeah. Mm. That's because the character in the movie or in Oklahoma, Jed, was not the villain, but He's not the he's not the one that gets the girl. Yeah, he's the cowhand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I was uh, I was surprised after everything you said. I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, it's it's a good movie. <laughs> I left it thinking I did enjoy it. and It was a good movie. I don't know about you, Britt. What did you think? When it like halfway through the movie, when they were in the second car scene, <laughs> I was like. I wrote, I wrote I wrote it off. I was like, I don't fucking like that whole dinner sequence was weird and cool, but like, what the fuck am I watching? And then they got to the school and everything started happening and the dance sequence started and I was like, fuck, I get it. And I'm really upset and it made me really sad, so I really enjoyed it. And then like reading the article that I read afterwards really just kind of like made me appreciate it a lot more. So I ended up really liking this movie, and I was very shocked because I right. was like, fuck this, halfway through. I was like, halfway. this is long, there is so much going on that I just don't understand, <laughs> and I'm really scared that something is going to just go horribly wrong, and Half- it did, but not in a scary way. Halfway through the movie, I had paused because I needed to use the restroom, and you, told, you said to me, why do you make me watch these movies? <laughs> and I had the best joke, and I said, no, Brittany, you came to me and said you wanted to watch the movie. Ooh, is that true no no it was just... he was just trying to fuck with me because this movie was fucking with me and... right so but what's real speaking... what actually happened so is it actually that you are part of cody's subconscious i'm not real yeah i'm just Ooh. what cody could have had what i damn moving on from Ooh. this lovely topic uh i i think that it's something to be said about movies and similar movies like this like midsummer Obviously, I need to make connections where it's yeah, like, it's like a midsummer that fucking bullshit. It's a painful movie to watch, and it's such an odd experience. But once you're, once you've watched it and experienced it, I think it just it leaves you with so much to think about. And I think it it's just such a different. What's there movie. to think about Midsummer? Oh yeah, that was a messed up movie. 
It was it, fucked up. It was all about her coming to terms with depression and her mm-hmm. sense of community and what friendship really is. I guess. <laughs> it, it was it really friendship? Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> became a, really good cult. friends with this murder cult. Yes. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Whatever. She's their May Queen. Anyways, yeah. what I'm saying is like... When you're in the moment with these fucking weird movies, it's such a jarring thing. But once you can, like, look back and reflect on it, I think it just adds this other dimension to them. And I think that's what I enjoy about these movies and why I don't mind going out of my way to watch these weird fucking movies. Mm -hmm. Because I have Mm -hmm. this hope that it's going to lead to something. And it does Mm -hmm. more often than not, I think. So I definitely enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Mm. What about what about you, Alex? Um, I didn't enjoy it at first, but after everything mm-hmm. you explained, I do have a new fond of appreciation appreciation of it. I have to go back and watch it again to notice these little details, and I'm gonna try to go above and beyond and try to find other details that you guys didn't find. Cause Please. I, I don't know why I'm trying to be competitive like that. But <laughs> it's just like, well, the candles actually move at a 93 degree angle uh, from this. <laughs> If you look at this scene, the color palette is shifted by 0.5. One one of her hair strands moved a little bit. They weren't in the same position. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else you got to say about it? The fucking uh, interlude with um, she's Ashley and the boys. Colby Minifee is the actress. Yeah, Yvonne. Yvonne, Mm. where like they did a cutaway to the movie the janitor was watching and then Apparently, I wasn't the only one that burst out laughing at the directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love that joke. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Yeah. But I really liked the way that that like played into just his fantasies again. Mm-hmm. Like the janitor accidentally put the actress from that movie in the car with him instead right. of mm. Lucy or Luisa or Lucia or whatever the right. fuck her name is. <laughs> oh god. Yes. That, that is- girl. Mm-hmm. There were just so many glitches in the Matrix. Yes. A very well thought out movie. Mm-hmm. And you guys always give a rating, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Out of Ooh. 10 blood ribbons. <laughs> when Jake dies in the ballet and he's throwing out these red ribbons. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> yeah. it was so funny, but like that's actually like I what think what do. they do in yes. ballet. So, yeah. so out of 10 I of those. I appreciated like, how genuine it was. Yeah. Out of 10 red ribbons. Before, I would have given a four. After what wow. you said, a seven. Oh, wow. wow. That is a that is We a changed jump. your mind completely. You yeah. went from a bad movie to, hey, I like it. <laughs> Tolerable, all right movie, yeah. Okay, Brit. I'm going to go with a nine. I was also going to say a nine. Yeah. I was probably... I was sitting at like a five during the movie. I was like, I don't get this. This is too long. And then... Like, it just changed. I was... When we finished, I was probably sitting at about a seven, and then Mm -hmm. just as it, like, digested and stuff, it it bumped up. It's in the running for movie of the year so far for me. So I'm still sitting at a seven right now because I have to rewatch it. Because right now I'm just basing it off of, like, oh, what I kind of remember from the movie. Mm-hmm. But rewatching it, it might go up to an eight, a nine. Yeah. Okay. Maybe back oh, yeah. down to a yeah. four. Uh, yeah. these, these ratings are not <laughs> yeah. set in stone. You could be hearing us say all this great shit about it, and you'd be like, man, that's really convincing. And then you go watch it again, you're like, no, they're full of shit. That was bullshit. <laughs> so let us know the... if it changes. Yes. I'm going to watch you... the candle like, what the hell are they talking about? The candle didn't change at all. <laughs> I need your report next Monday. <laughs> a 20 year report? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Is it okay uh, if my son helps me out with the report? 
Oh, please do. It, it is required. <laughs> yes. I want to know what your newborn see. baby thinks of this weird fucking movie. It's like, why is it loud? What the hell is this? <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. Yeah. Good I movie. I will say, we watched Being John Malkovich very recently, and I enjoyed this movie a lot more than that one. <laughs> I think so sorry, Charlie Hoffman. Because I think being John Malkovich had less of a point than this one did, and I think it. I'm helps. sure it had a point that I just couldn't relate to, but I think it just it helps just that too much. There was source material for this one. Yeah, we we were less in Charlie Kaufman's head. <laughs> I apparently very much enjoy movies that feel like plays because yes. I really mm. enjoyed Thoroughbreds, mm-hmm. which felt so like La-, a play. La La Land. I've never seen La La Land. Is, maybe that's it, too on the nose it's like <laughs> too it's much supposed to be like a music like i don't consider musicals like the same because like they obviously they feel like a play to me right. i do enjoy musicals though but i have not seen la la land <laughs> all right well uh thanks again alex for being on everyone go check out time for your hobby mm-hmm. go make some time for your hobby uh hey, hey. Pum- i did, did it. it i did it for <laughs> you i did it for hey. you thank you <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go check out. I'm sure he has an episode of a hobby you're interested in. And or... if not, you should message him yes. and tell him about your hobby. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I listened to the home brewer guy, the guy that makes beer from home and stuff, and it got me mm-hmm. like itching. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> we can make beer. Ooh. We can make beer. We need, we need a video of session of that. Just you going through that whole process. God, I'm... I want to wait until we're in a house or something yeah. so I can like leave it in the garage because yeah. we have no room for a kit. No. Um, but you yeah, don't need a bathroom, listen. right? The bathtub is good enough, right? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah. we aren't using the bathtub. <laughs> but yeah, go check out his podcast, and then otherwise we will be back next week talking about the boys, potentially talking about the new Netflix movie Devil All the Time, yeah. and some other stuff. So, Maybe. thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Uh, make sure you go tell your family and friends, tell your dog about us. Yes, please. Mm. Our dog, Chloe, has been on the patio staring out and protecting <laughs> us. Yes, from all the squirrels <laughs> that are going to storm us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, doing the Lord's ones. work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.